Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke. Or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke, zero sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. Hey, Welcome to the Film Review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Each week, the husband and wife team take you on a discussion on culture in movies, music, politics, and society. Brought to you by LordLandFilms.com. So get ready for this week's The Film Review. Okay, people, here we are. You know, that's not the intro to this show. This is actually crazy talk, uh, film production, but that's automatically on. We're going to be working on that. You know, this is a test of uh, simulcasting live on Blog Talk Radio, also Facebook, and YouTube. So uh, you can uh, chime in, and then the uh, telephone number to call in because we're going to be doing some testing to see how this actually works. You know what I mean? Uh, but the telephone number to call in is two one three nine four three thirty three fifty eight. That's two one three nine four three thirty three fifty eight. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So we're uh, here. This is Crazy Talks uh, Film Production. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about crossing the line. And uh, we're simulcasting on Blog Talk Radio, also on uh, Facebook, and also on YouTube all at the same time as we advance up. So feel free to call in 213-943-3358. That's 213 3358, we'll take your phone calls over the air. So what I wanted to talk about today is crossing the line. What I'm going to do in the uh, Facebook uh, live stream is put in some connections and you'll know what I'm talking about uh, while we're talking. So let's see, let me open this up real quick. So this is Crazy Diddy, and uh, Curtis D Talks Film Production is brought to you by the Black Ice Chronicles back in Cleveland DVD. That's right. Not only do we actually talk about film and actually produce streams, but we actually produce DVDs. So there's the DVD right there. You can go right on to LordLandFilms.com. That's LordLandFilms.com. You can pick up this particular DVD. It's called The Black Ice Chronicles back in Cleveland. Black Ice Chronicles uh, deals with the metaphor of black ice. When you deal with the unseen, you often deal with the unforeseen. The Black Ice Chronicles, and that's what that's about. So let me uh, drop that in real quick so that you can uh, go there and uh, grab. You can uh, watch it, uh, stream it on Vimeo, also own it on Vimeo, or you can get the hard copy right off of Lord so that's the first thing I'm going to populate with on the different uh, chat situation on uh, YouTube also. I'm going to put that into the uh, chat situation. 
Listen, we, this is a test because we're uh, simulcasting, and so I'm working out the kinks on it. So I decided, why not go live and uh, have people just sit here and watch it and we go live, you know what I mean? So uh, let me go here to the uh, chat situation over here, and I'll put it up also. Okay, so we're going to be talking about uh, crossing the line. Often in life, people uh, cross the line. And being that we have the new uh, piece out from uh, Lord Mad Films How To series, we just did the uh, Lord Mad Films How To series, and it's uh, on episode two, and it's called um, Jumping, Crossing the Line. That's what we're talking about. So, as I said, I'm going to be uh, knocking out the kinks on this, and so I'm going to just be talking. And it may seem like I might be rambling a little bit. It's not the usual broadcast that we do, but it's okay because I'm working out the kink and checking out how it looks on various platforms. So uh, let me uh, grab this here and put this in the uh, chat line so people can also see. This is the the how-to series by Lord Matt Films. Put it in uh, populating it in the uh, chat. What's going on, Tracy Trace? Hello to you too for uh, chiming in. So uh, we're putting it up, and you're getting to uh, see what we're doing here. All right. So look, crossing the line. What does it mean in film to cross the line? Uh, have you ever watched? Uh, Instagram live video. It's a comedy video. And the person who is talking to someone is on one side of the screen, right? And then the other person comes in and they're also talking and they end up being on the same side of the screen looking the same direction. That is called crossing the line. And the newest episode on uh, how to is showing you how to avoid that and uh, make your films uh, professional looking when they're finished. If anyone knows Lord Mad Films, you know that my film, my sound quality, my film quality, uh, the storyline, the editing, the focus is on point and it stands up to uh, anything that's out there. That's right. So when crossing the line, in life, often people cross the line. And I think that that's what's really happening with this uh, R. Kelly situation, uh, surviving R. Kelly and surviving lies and all that, is people cross the line. And when do people... Um, take responsibility for crossing the line. I want to shout out to all the people who are coming in on this test that we're doing right now. We're doing a test on YouTube as well as Facebook, and we are at Blog Talk Radio, 213-943-3358. Call on in. We're going to bring you up. Uh, the topic for the day is uh, crossing the line, and the question for the day is, do women 
often cross the line? Do they cross the line? And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is when you watch the uh, R. Kelly documentary, uh, Surviving R. Kelly, which is not his documentary, um, you find that most of the time, in my opinion, people have crossed the line. And what do I mean by that? There's a thin line between wanting to be famous or wanting to meet an artist and then going and uh, having relations with the artist. There's a thin line as a parent where you take your child to go see a grown artist and somehow or the other the child winds up on stage and they go backstage. There is a thin line. So being that these are parents and there is a female in the household, which is a mother, do women go too far? And do they cross the line? That's the question for today at uh, 213-943-3358. Again, this is a test, um, uh, simulcasting, and checking out how it sounds on Blog Talk Radio, uh, YouTube, and Facebook. So do women go to or Do they cross the line? Now, in film, like I said, crossing the line is when one person is sitting on one side of the line, and they're talking to someone, uh, an Instagram video. And oftentimes, the person will jump the line, and then you will see the person talking right back at them on the same side of the screen, facing the same direction. That is jumping the line, and that is the uh, secondary person that they were talking to off screen that they show stepping into their space, into their safe space. And this is what we uh, are here to talk about today. Do women cross the line? Uh, everyone knows uh, who watches the Black Eyes Chronicles that um, in my previous incarnation of business, I was a retailer for 15 years on my own retail establishment. And being that I own my own retail establishment, certain things go along with owning your own retail establishment. Uh, people come in, you meet all people from all walks of life. You meet people who are uh, blue-collar, white-collar, people who are in the game, people who were in the game, people who come back from uh, incarceration. You meet all types of people. Uh, dealing in the public, and uh, what I did, I sold music. I sold CDs, and I sold DVDs, and I had my own brand of DVDs, right? So my brand of DVD, I dealt with and worked with models. That was my brand, my style of DVD. Hey, what's going on, Tanya Congress? How you doing? How you doing? So that was my brand of uh, DVD models. So working with models, like when you watch the episode that I'm getting ready to put up, which gives a prime example of some of the 
things that I went through. What's up, Tierra King? Uh, chiming in. Uh, Lamar Thomas chiming in, watching. Uh, in that business of dealing with models, there are certain things that you don't do. There are certain things you, you don't hug. You don't, you really don't shake hands. You really don't have any contact at all. If you have, if there has to be clothing adjustments, then you have a person there to adjust the clothing for you. You do not do that. And most likely you have a female adjust the clothing and not a male. And why do I say that? Because thank all goodness, thank Thank the cosmos, the universe, God, Allah, whomever, or what you want to call the higher being out there. Thank you for me having the common sense to realize that you needed to do that. Why? Because of what's happening right now. What's going on, Shante? Uh, coming in. Uh, let's go to work entertainment. Uh, words of wisdom right here. Uh, Tiny Congress on... Uh, YouTube. So it was so great that it was just look at this timeline. Enough and me too. The me too movement. Oh my goodness. And all of this coming along. You know, you could have just avoided it all if you had you had put the right team together. You would avoid this. Okay. So when I ask this question, do women cross the line? Telephone number 213 943 3358. 213 943 3358. Now, so I've already told you the background that, you know, I didn't play with that because I didn't have time. My, my, my thing was to produce images that would be in the museum. See, when I was a young child, they used to take uh, elementary school uh, kids to the different museums. We went to the History Museum, the Art Museum. We went to hear the Cleveland Orchestra today. Uh, we went to all different types of things. Matter of fact, when you go to the History Museum today, they still have some of the same. I don't know, last time we were there when we took, my wife and I took our niece and nephew, they still had some of the same uh, <laughs> displays. And even then, back then, as kids, you looked at the shark up there, and you said, that doesn't look like a prehistoric shark. That looks like some uh, paper mache something that they made, and they strung it up there. You know what I mean? So, and then they have this little piece of bark wood, and they said that the Native Americans within the Ohio Valley would ride down the water in this in this piece of slither of wood, and you know, the slither of wood is falling apart. Now we're looking at it like they. They need to do another shellacking on that. They need to put some more shellac on that because it's falling apart. But anyway, and then don't forget about the woman that shows the internal organs. I mean, that's not even turned on anymore. It's just, but anyway, my point is they took us to these different um, places and we uh, learned uh, uh, beautiful things. We learned culture. You know what I mean? Because we have our culture, but it's always good to know uh, the culture that was stolen from us. Because what you realize when you do more research is that the culture that you see in the museums, that you hear from the orchestras, even the ballet, everything, uh, 
haberdashery, the clothing, everything was stolen from us. Once you realize that, you realize you say, hey, I'm going to actually hear me being interpreted by people who stole it, but I might as well go on here and hear it as we're reconnecting on Facebook. Ah, I said something. Listen, people, the new things that are happening, uh, the new things that are happening, when you say something that people don't want to necessarily hear, they will disconnect you on these platforms. I've covered that. So on YouTube, some of us said something about something being stolen. All of a sudden, I had to reconnect. Facebook, so they lost some of that information. So stay tuned for that. This is a this is a way of them to uh, censor and um, basically um, kill freedom of speech before it's um, really able to flourish. Before you can actually get your point across. So now, once you go there, you find out that this is what's happening. So you're actually going to listen to yourself. Okay. So now, like I said, we went to all these different places. And I went to the museum, and you know what they have in the museum is when you go down and you see the armor and, and, and you see all of that, then they take you to the art portion that was supposed to come from Europe and all the different uh, paintings and things. And you see overweight. Now, this, this is just my opinion. Overweight, pale, uh, European women. Pose, holding great, you know, they just pose there and, and, and you're sitting there and you're looking at these paintings and you say, well, what is this? Is that? You know, this is what, this is considered art. Where are the sisters? Now, you know, in elementary school, the only time that you saw black women was in the National Geographic and those people would go over there and take the photos of the African women, you know what I mean? They would just take the photos of them, you know, some kind of stick kick, I think, they got out of it, right? So they would take these photos. So that, so that was the only time that you would see it, but it was not framed as something artistic or it was something more anthropological, meaning that these were like animals being studied in the wild. So it was not put down as a beauty standard. So me, myself, as I came up, I said, I always look forward to replacing what is the beauty standard and and move in with what the true beauty standard is. We can all share everybody's beauty standard, but the truth is we're here to put across, you know, our beauty standard, at least I was. I'm there to put across my beauty standard, which is uh, the black woman is the beauty. I was putting across. So that's what I did. So I saw those things in the museum and I said, Thank you, but I don't like those things. I want to do my thing. But see, they just uh, came in and interrupted the uh, the uh, transmission on uh, Facebook and now they're into record mode. So whenever you say something that they don't want to uh, put out, they will. Uh, do this thing that they're doing right now, which is really, really uh, pissing me off. Okay, now it's just not coming back to being connected. So they just uh, lost the signal. They don't want that out there. So they, this is a way of censorship, people. So anytime that you figure out the words that you say, you say, oh, when, when I said that, 
they interrupted my signal just like they did on the uh, on the uh, YouTube. They uh, interrupted my signal. Now, okay, so we're back. We're back on both platforms now. So they don't like when you talk about things that are uh, important to culture and to uh, help to heal the mind. They don't necessarily uh, necessarily uh, care for you to say that. But anyway, so let me keep on going on. So, and so I've already explained to you uh, the history museums, the art museums, all that, all that. So they took it there. So I said, I didn't see us. And I was always conscious of that coming up. I said, I don't see us. So what I did was photography is the new painting, you know, and it has been for a while since it came into existence. So I said, well, let me take my photos and do that and bring that to life. So that's what I did. So I said all that to preface what I'm getting ready to say now, which is, from that, I learned there would be no touching, no handshaking, none of that because I don't want anything misconstrued later because, you know, you can hug a person and then they, they say, oh, his hand rubbed me in the wrong way. He, he was squeezing on me too much. Or, well, you know, high five, high five. Okay. All right. Thank oh, the universe. Thank the cosmos. Okay that, uh, you know, I, I use my brain. And so my images that I use, they are masterpieces, and hopefully one day I will see them in museums. That is the point, to leave the legacy behind, because none of us will be here. We only, we're only guaranteed 70, and after that, everything else is a blessing. If we can get to 70, then everything else after that is a blessing. So... What you do, what you leave behind, like I talked about before in one of the other episodes of uh, Crazy Deep Talks film production, was about legacy. There, there they go, reconnecting again. Uh, legacy and um, leaving your legacy behind. Like there's uh, Malcolm X. They tried to bury his legacy, but there was the book by Alex Haley, and then there was film and the video on him. You know, so they couldn't bury him because there he is, and it, it, and so thus he's an elected kind. Same thing I talked about George Washington. So I'm not going to go over that again. But watch episode one and uh, watch uh, episode two of uh, Crazy Dude Talks Film Production. Leaving legacy behind is always the main should be the main purpose of which you're producing. Sometimes people think youth is forever and you know I have the footage from when I was younger and so all of that goes together to tell the full story as each gener- each decade passes and you move on and you're able to tell your story and if you only have your story in photographs and not in moving pictures because you think you know, we've been out in the 21st century now for, what, what is it now, uh, almost 20 years? We've been out of the 20th century for now almost 20 years, and if you still only have photographs, and this is the 21st century, and the photograph was at the top and the turn of the 
you're not trying to come on to them and you're not trying to uh, get at them, but for some reason they get angry because you didn't. Uh-oh, we got a call. We got a call. Let me see. We're going to try this out. We're testing everything. Uh, let's see what happens. Uh, we've got uh, 973. Put them, bring them on. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, are you there? Hmm. I got you up. I don't hear you though. Coming through the line. Um, hmm. That's right. We got to work out the kinks, like I said. But we do have a call. We put them on uh, hold right here. Uh, hmm. This is supposed to just click on, and you're supposed to. Hello. 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 Yes. Are you there? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Nine seven three. Where are you calling from? I am calling from New Jersey. How are you? Oh, New Jersey. How you doing, New Jersey? I'm good. How about you? Good, good. Okay. Uh, the question is, do women cross the line with men? Absolutely. They absolutely okay, do. And then how, how do they go about doing that? Well, first of all, I mean, in in the context of the R. Kelly situation, you have a couple of different things going on. Um, I don't want to deal with the girls as much as I want to deal with the women. Uh, that were 33 okay. and 35 years old. By the time you get that age, you understand what's what by the time you get that age. And how do you develop a thirst and a want to be part of an industry that you haven't taken the time to learn the business of? Or you think the business of is relegated just to um, being on your back to excel in and exceed Ooh, wait, in? Wait. Wait a minute, I need a sound effect right there. We're working this out, but I'm going to be on their back. Broken glass, people, broken glass. So what do you mean by they want to be on their back? Um, I believe that uh, with, uh, with the R. Kelly situation, I believe that, number one, um, you know, he's not a bad-looking guy. I mean, you know, he's not, he's not uh, bad on the eyes, but... You know, when I'm looking at these women, I'm considering women who have been uh, listening to R. Kelly. R. Kelly's music has been part of the soundtrack of most of their adult lives. And they have spent time in the company of other men laying on their backs to this music. So they get a a chance to get with R. Kelly. Now you have a chance to get with the creator of all of this uh, all of these lust songs. I don't call them love songs. I call them lust songs. So you have the chance to get with the creator of all these lust songs, and you probably think that he's putting it down some type of way. So you're getting the best of all worlds. You're getting access to the money. You're getting access to the resources. You're getting access to thinking you're going to get your chance in the spotlight, and you get to lie with him. So to a certain degree, um, I don't. I have less tolerance for those women, even though you know I feel for any woman that has gone through something. 
However, they have to share some of the responsibility in that situation because they had their own agendas coming to the table as well. They had their own agendas, and when things did not pan out uh, the way (laughs) that they thought that they would, now they're crying wolf. Mm-hmm. So now, but they were free to walk away. I didn't. I didn't hear any of them say they couldn't just walk away. Yeah, that's the strangest thing in the documentary. Is that uh, some said they walked away and they came back. It doesn't seem like he was keeping them. It didn't seem like he was keeping them, and they could leave and come back. But when they came back, he seemed to have had rules that uh, that he enforced when they were there. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes, I would. It seems like once they stepped away from the table, he had to uh, bring them back and show them that okay, we got. I have to put you under a new, a new harness. I got to put a leash on you uh, because you're going out and doing these other things. I don't know what you might say. I don't know what you might do. So I got to put a leash on you if you're going to be in my camp. So you know, women have a tendency because they. I don't know if they take a stupid pill or what it is, but they tend to learn, they seem to be learning from so-called reality TV. So they take these uh, ways into the industry, and they're, I guess they think that laying on their back is part of, of making a come up. But that's the last thing. If you want respect as a woman in the music or entertainment industry, that's the last thing you do. Okay, we, we, we're, not trying, we're not trying to save people because, you know, people don't even want to be saved by Jesus. So we're not trying to save people. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not trying to save people because they're not even going to be saved by Jesus, okay? So listen, so what about the young girl? Because I've seen young girls. Like I talked about my business, and you have to say, look, you are a child and move on. And, and, and so what I'm saying to you, I'm asking this question, do women cross, cross the line and do little girls who are fast, because they, we always talked about it. It seems like we're changing our MO in the black community about talking about young girls that act fast. And then if they're fast, they should, for grown men, they should, grown men should say, go on about your business, young girl, because you're a young girl. But however, there are fast girls that grow up to be fast women. Do you agree with that? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And even that is a learned behavior. They didn't just come up with that. It was somebody in the family that they're emulating or some kind of role model that they're emulating that put them in that frame of mind. Mm, put them in that frame of mind. And that's what we're going to close. Thank you, 973, for calling in. We're going to uh, go on and uh, keep on going on with the story here. Okay, so... It's a learned behavior. So that means that those moms that are parents let their little girls get up on stage because, in my opinion, they were looking for the bag. Now, you can disagree, but the question is, do women cross the line? 213-943-3358. That's 213-943-3358. Do women cross the line with men? So. As I said, you know, this is what I did. I uh, produced these situations. So now, that particular aspect of my character, of how I relate with people, has 
going all the way through my life. It, it, it's, something, it's certain things that I learned through my conscious studies. When I learned that there were stalls on the plantation, this is after they outlawed the importation of new African black bodies to populate the Americas, and slavery had been abolished in other areas, other hemispheres, right, in particular in this particular Western hemisphere. So they had to find out a way to keep the population because they were growing tobacco, cotton, and any other kind of uh, things that could turn into textiles or something that was profitable. They were using slaves to grab, cultivate, farm, and all that because most of the seeds came with the Africans. That's what you find out. The Africans brought the seeds. But anyway, once I learned that there were stalls and there were young African girls in every stall, and they would bring a black male stud in to impregnate each young girl in the stall, you know what I'm saying? They would start at 12, 13, 14 and start impregnating these young girls, right? So once I learned that, I said, well, I'm never going to be a stud. That's one thing. I'm not going to go around and do that. That's that's just automatically that's part of my character within my country. Once I learned that, I said, I'm not going to be that. So then it is a, a behavior that you have to break because in us, in us, you know, things pass through generations. Some call it generational sin, et cetera, et cetera. But other it's just coming through the blood, and you have to be able to chop, keep certain things that are good in the bloodline and chop other things that are not good in the bloodline and then move on, right, and advance and do something different. And so that's what I saw, right? So I said, well, I'm not going to do that. Now, notice I said they started the girls at 12, 13, 14, maybe even younger, depending on when the menstruation cycle came along. This is what was happening to keep the population going in America because they had outlawed the importation of uh, new slaves. Right? So this is something that goes back to when we want to, everything has a root. Every ill. It's my opinion. Every ill that is happening in the black community has a root cause. And most of the time, you can find that root cause right there on the plantations of America. And who, unfortunately, were running the um, plantations in America, uh, in America? European Americans. That's who was on the but that's just the way it is. Unfortunate to the stories. Unfortunate. What's going on to Johnny Horton? Johnny O checking in. Nerve DJ. Um, unfortunate for, for trying to cover up this story. Unfortunate, but it is true. So every ill has to do with that plantation. The way police officers treat and behave. Now, let's, let's take 
see that. It's how they behave, behavior, their student behavior. The way they behave is because the Irish came over and how the Irish gained their citizenship and their classification of not being an immigrant or a European, but a white American, how they gained that was they became patty rollers and they went out and did the most brutal way of bringing back slaves back to the plantation. That's where police forces come from, and that's why today different police forces have slightly different rules and now they get together in an enclave and try to work out the rules and make them the same, but their thought process towards black bodies is the same. Boom. So we're not going to stay on that too long. Now, so every ill comes from all of that. So when you know, when you have read that and you know that and you adjust that in, then you can see what's actually going on with what's happening. That's going through the bloodline of women. And that's going through the bloodline of men. So are women crossing the line with men? 213-943-3358. Now, this is not a phenomenon that's just happening in the black community. That's, that's what we need to uh, dispel, too. Because usually when I'm on podcasts, my whole thing is to talk about uh, the depravity of the European American and what they're doing. And yet, this is no absolute because all, all are not doing it. You know, some are trying to live by the golden rule. So it's not just talking about us. I'm never going to just hammer us. But being that this is the story about R. Kelly, meanwhile, Weinstein is out there. And, and you name it. Uh, you, know, you know, names are out there of people who have done things and continue to do things, right? On with the story. So now, what I find is the only so so I amended my thought process because it would appear that I would be hard on uh, women, females. I, I would be hard on them because I don't hug. I, you know, I say, "Hey, how you doing?" and all that. You know, what I'm saying if if, if I hug a, a female, she has to be almost like she's my auntie or. She's like my grandmother or something like that. That's how I see it. You know what I mean? I say, okay, yeah, I hug you. You know what I'm You're familiar like that, and so I will hug you like that. But if you're young, I'm talking about of age, young, if you're underage, I'm not, we're not even handshake, I'm not even talking to you. But if you're of age and you're young and you're in that line of what we just talked about before, uh, we're not. No, we're not hugging, we're not doing anything. So I, but I mentioned, I said, well, let me not be so hard. I would do high five, high five, high five, right? And what I found is high five. I thought high five would be foolproof. It would be no way. It was like uh, Operation Operation Finale. I said, oh, this is a picture about the Jewish Holocaust. There's no way that they're going to put anything in it about anti-black, anti-black anything, which is racist. But somehow they did in the movie and made it a through line in the movie. You have to see Operation Finale. That's uh, and watch our review, the film review, uh, the husband and wife team that review culture and movies, politics, society, and uh, music. 
and society. Uh, but anyway, you know what it was. So I thought it would be foolproof, but you know, I was at an event and I gave the person a high five. Her hand, she she gave me the high five. You know, her hand somehow went like this. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, I'm just doing a high five that doesn't mean foolproof. That's not even foolproof. So we don't do hugging, we, we, we don't do handshaking, because you know, I noticed that. When I handshake on a woman that room, they handshake you and then they do that little pull back and hold the middle of the pump or little bit pull away. Do women cross the line with men? 213 943 3358. 
um, project what they see on television. Um, those who are being uh, dragged up, not raised, but dragged okay, up. Now, 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 let's go back and get some uh, get some definitions. This is this is about you're watching Crazy D talks film production, and what you notice about Crazy D talks film production is we talk about how film uh, crossing the line, jumping the line has to do with everyday life. Every topic we do has to do with applying it to real life, from real life. So let, let's go back. What do you mean by acting with class? What do you mean by that? Having class? Kind of just carrying yourself like a lady, not throwing yourself uh, uh on demand, um, not knowing how to be professional and being focused on what you're doing, but throwing yourself on every man that they interact with. Mm-hmm. So you mean that uh, women should let the man be the person that pursues so the Well, I guess my thing is it, when you're handling business, handle business. If you're out in the bar and you see someone you're interested in, or if you're in the grocery store, you see someone you're interested in, then you can approach that person in a presentable manner. But just to, you know, it's so bad. It's it's kind of to the point where you just can't. Uh, going to the bank and handle the business without a, a teller hitting on you. Mm. It's like the line is being crossed, not just with women, but with men also. But since you're talking about women, um, you know, people need to know the difference when you're handling business and when you're uh, pursuing someone in a, in a personal manner. I think the lines are blurred. Hmm, that's a good perspective. And then what do you mean by uh, being dragged up instead of raised up? What do you mean by that? You know, old school, back in the day, you you know, you were raised by uh, both parents or either uh, a single parent, mother, father, in some cases grandmothers or aunts and uncles, you know, and they're installing, they're, you know, instilling you with um, morals and ethics and just raising you up the way you should be raised, giving giving great advice. But then you have those who are being raised by, again, reality TV. And so they're kind of just emulating what they see on television, and that's it. So they're emulating what they see on television. All right, we're going to take you. Thank you, uh, 702, for calling in. All right. Thanks. Let's see. So, you know, so people are emulating. They're being dragged up. They don't work with class. Class is everything. Class is not saying, oh, I'm this type of person, but your actions say that you're not that type of person. That, that That's very important. It's very important. So, like I said, so, you know, for me, it's, um, 
it's really an insult. It's an insult. If I treat you with respect, then I don't expect for you to treat me in return with some disdain because I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what it's about. So do women cross the line? 213-943-3358. Do women cross the line? Listen. So the Black Ice Chronicles, when you deal with the unseen, you often deal with the unforeseen. Uh, started out dealing with my 15 years in retail and the different uh, types of situations that I would see. Right? It was uh, a time when I was up in my location and a customer came in and she was looking to purchase a cassette. You know, I go back, I go back to cassettes, cassettes and CDs. Time when cassettes and CDs and CDs were just coming out on the shelf. Okay. <clears throat> so she was looking for a cassette. And she says, I want to see this cassette. So I walk over to um, to go get the cassette, and I bend down and get the cassette, and you know, she had squatted, she had her hands up on the counter, and she had squatted down with her legs wide open, right? And I'm sitting there like, I'm like, what? And, and you know, she was like maybe a, <coughs> I'll be kind, she was about maybe a 20 size and maybe a 22, and, you know, I didn't see anything anyway because, you know, you know, it had done lapped. It had done lapped, if you understand what I'm saying. It had done lapped over the, the, the area. So I would say that the lanes were wide open. I was like, well, what is going on here? And there's the rug. Anyway, so I'm like, what's going on here? So, you know, that is one of the stories that I tell, you know, because I tell uh, amalgamations. I tell stories of combinations of things that have, have actually happened to me in the public. That's what uh, the Black Eyes Chronicles was in the beginning. When you deal with the unseen, you have to deal with the unforeseen. Crazy uh, Music House think um, uh, barbershop meets uh, CD, DVD, record store. You know what I mean? That was the best uh, synopsis of it. So, now, so what I'm getting ready to put up right now is called Situations. It's a uh, film about situations that happened surrounding a Crazy Dean music store back in the day. So I'm putting it up on uh, YouTube within the chat line and also on Facebook. Oh, also on Facebook so that you can uh, watch it. But most of the stories were early on dealt with uh, the situations that were happening uh, within my retail location, then after I won the Silver Ace Award at the uh, Las Vegas International Film Festival and also uh, won Curator's Choice at French Fest uh, Film Festival, came out, my wife and I came out and said, this is a nice place. Hollywood was really busy, like the, the, the traffic, like, like just jammed, but Las Vegas is north, south, east, and west, and you can't get lost because all you have to look for is the stratosphere. You're not 
Plus that women, we're four hours away from Hollywood. Let's, you know, come here to where it won the Civil Rights Award. Got up there, you can see that footage up. You know what I mean? So I had uh, won that. And so let's, let's move out here and apply my trade because a lot of my editing work was coming from out of here. You know, nowadays you can just send it through the computer, Dropbox, or all that, and edit it up, send it back to people, you know, everybody's heavy. You know what I mean? So that, that's how it was. So I said, let me uh, find my trade out here. So I was moving out of uh, music because music changed. Music changed from hard copy to streaming to where it was. I had also gotten into streaming around 97, putting up different projects that I had out, you know, streaming and they're on platforms, Tidal, Amazon, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, you name it. It's on there. Napster, the, the music is up there. Crazy D, uh, Crazy D's Lord Land All Stars. Just search that. Crazy D's Lord Land All Stars on your favorite uh, music streaming platform, and, and it'll come up. <clears throat> so this particular piece, uh, females, won the Silver Race Award, and also, oh no, excuse me, I'm putting up situations. I'm getting ready to put up females next, but uh, situations is the story, and it talks about that particular situation. Shout out to Poison Ivy. She plays the part of Rebecca. Now, that is a, a combination of stories because at the same time, during the time that I was in retail, the uh, you know, pimp, came, pimp came through hip-hop, and you know they would release their different DVD titles, Pimps Up, Holes Down, and then a lot of those pimps had their own individual releases. So <clears throat> one of the famous pimps, which will remain remain nameless, if he's watching and he'll know who I'm talking about, but he's going to remain, remain nameless to you. You know, all of them really knew who I was because I was doing the artistic uh, DVDs, and I said, you can sell the DVD and not have to necessarily sell yourself. What's going on, Caleb? Checking in. Um, so uh, this, this, this is how the whole story of Rebecca, the hooker, is uh, told within situations is a, is a combination of the two stories of the young lady who bent down. Can I call her a lady? Did she cross the line? Did, did my eyes have to see what it Almost saw and what it did see in my eyes have to my eyes have to burn with that I, I wonder two one three nine four three thirty three fifty eight do women cross the line with men so anyway it was strange because it was a late night it was late you know I used to stay up until twelve midnight so it was around maybe ten thirty as I remember and the uh, a young now now for anybody who knows me this would not be my type. If you were going to send in a type to try to get some business, this would not be my type. Maybe the person up the street, but not this person around that sits right here. Not my type. So this strange Caucasian looking like a fiend Email comes walking into the store. <laughs> so I say, how you doing? What can I do for you today? What are you looking for? 
and she stands there, and she just stands there looking at me now. So after what happened next, I figured out, oh, this must be some kind of way that, you know, people make the connection, I guess. Whatever that connection will be, I'll leave that to your imagination. However, standing there, she doesn't say anything, so maybe I'm like, well, would you like to see a cassette or something? And I'm, I'm saying this, okay, so how am I going to get this strange person? I had to go check and make sure my security cameras were working. So I said, I'm going to get this strange person out of the store, so it was about maybe five minutes. Five minutes of the first time I said, would you like to see this? Like, you're just standing there. Said, no, I'm just waiting for my dude to come in. My dude to come in. I didn't put that in there. It's, it, it, you, you, you're a white situation in your city. But anyway, I'm just waiting for my dude to come in. Okay. So it's, it's about five minutes. Oh, look, 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 Facebook is going to interrupt right now when I'm telling this story. They, they didn't want it to record mode when I'm telling this story. They didn't want this story out there. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. So I'm going to just chill here. Hopefully they come back in a minute because, you know, this is just totally uh, just totally hilarious and you have to hear this story. So anyway, situation tells a story. When the ball cats failed, what do they mean by that? Oh, my goodness, they failed my broadcast. Isn't that something? As soon as I said that, they failed my broadcast because they didn't want that on. They didn't want that on. What's on my mind? All right, people, so let, let me stay here. Like I said, these are the kinks. We're working out the kinks. So they didn't want this story out because this story is uh, crazy, right? It's a crazy new story, right? So anyway, let me, let me, let me bring this back up here. All right, so let me stop this for a minute and make this swing, because if not, it's going to be upside down. Isn't this, some, isn't this just the silliest thing what they just did here? I mean, they just totally killed that for no reason. It's the weirdest thing, so now I'm going to be uh, sideways instead of front ways. Let me take this down. This, this is the things that happen when you're dealing with people who don't want you to tell truth. Un, uh, not necessarily. They don't want you to tell the truth. So, okay, so I'm going to pick that up. I just picked this back up, and hopefully the people that were watching on uh, Facebook, or, I mean, excuse me, on YouTube will come back in. You're listening to and watching uh, Crazy D uh, Talks film production, right? What's going on? Starting the video. They don't want me to continue. I don't know what's really going on, but anyway, that one ended. Okay, so. And I'm starting to, uh, trying to start another one, and it's holding up. But anyway, so uh, she says, she says to me, she says, uh, I'm just waiting for my dude. I'm just waiting for my dude to come through, right? So then the famous pimp that I had seen on Pimps Up, Hold Down came in, and then he, he looked at me. He looked at me. I looked at him. He looked at my long braids because I wore two long pony braids, you know, some braided hair. And he looked at me. I looked at him. He looked at my hair, looked back at me, snapped his finger, called the girl off, said, oh, there's no haps going there because, you know, I guess he felt game, recognized game. Well, I'm not in the game, but, you know what I'm saying, we're not playing around with no crack whores. 
okay? No, no, no European or, or African or American, Black American or any other kind of crack horse. We're not going to, okay, so we're back on Facebook. It took a second, so all the people, you can come back in. I didn't get a chance to write anything. I don't know why they uh, cut the feed, but we're back. Okay, so look. And we have about uh, 55 more minutes in this broadcast before we move on uh, and, and wrap it up. Okay, so look, as I'm telling you the story, you know, true life story, you know, you can't beat it. Okay, so look. Uh, so the famous temp comes in after having this uh, crack-headed-looking uh, white female come in first. And like I said, she stood around five minutes. I had to check my camera to make sure that it was working, check out my surveillance, so I figured out how to get her out of here because she wasn't leaving. And she said, I'm just waiting on my dude. So I guess he was waiting out there in the car so I could just surmise that. So uh, he, come, he comes in, his famous pimp, but he's bringing his product. So like I said, he looked at me. I looked at him. He looked at my hair, looked back at me, and snapped his finger and called her off. And then we contracted business about taking in some of his uh, pimp DVDs. His pimp DVDs were in. Everybody was in it. Pimp books. I think he had a book and a DVD, you know, and then there was one guy from Cleveland, just as a side note, there was one guy, hey, what's going on, Kayla? Um, there was one guy from uh, Cleveland who had put out a pimp book, one of the best reads ever. It wasn't about sensationalism. It was more about teaching the game of how to be. You know, certain things that you could take with you that didn't have to do with and then, like, hygiene and all that, uh, other different things that teach you things like, why would you wash your butt with the same rag that you wash your face with? Right? Just just little common sense things. Why would you wash your face with the same rag that you wash your face with? That's why you would have two different rags you would have the rag that you wash the rest of your body with, and then you will have a special rag just to wash your butt. Because why would you use the same rag to wash your face that you wash your butt with? I mean, the book, and I couldn't find the book anymore. He had come in and got it, you know, he got the rest of the copy. I was selling through him, and then he came in one day, I guess he had thought he had got a deal or something, and he moved those books out, but it was what was the name of that book? It said something 101, but it was one of the greatest books ever written. It just gave common sense to a lot of different things that didn't have to do with pimping. So, you know, that's one of the things that stood out to me. Why would you wash your face the same rag that you wash your butt with? You just wouldn't. It just, it just makes sense. It makes sense. But anyway, so back to him. So he did his transaction. So in the uh, situations, I tell the story of that encounter, and I called the uh, the um, hooker Rebecca, and I called the uh, pimp Flance, Flance Roberto Franklin, right? And I combined those two stories together: the girl who had her hands up on top of counter, bent down with her legs gapped open trying to show me something, but she had the dumb lap. She was about maybe 20 or 20, and she had the dumb lap. The dumb lap. Did my eyes have to see that? Did my eyes? 
lifted my eyes up and turned and see that. No, I didn't. So it's strange things. And so that's why I say, do women cross the line with men? 213-943-3358. Now, the next thing I'm getting ready to put up, getting ready to uh, populate, is one called females. Females won me the uh, Silver Ace Award. Won me the Silver Ace Award at the Las Vegas International Film Festival. So when I landed here in Las Vegas, I, was, I had already started running. I, let, let me tell you this so it will be clear. I'm not one that comes with my hand out asking, uh, do this for me. No, I don't ask people. I, I came already coming from out of 15 years of retail with uh, a base, and I came, I came with films, I came with hard copies, I came with CDs, I came with that. And when I landed here, all I said was I have a service, I have an ability to make you be seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated, and that's what I do. So I didn't come with my hands out and say, here it is, and here's my price rate for doing it, let's do this, right? Or if I said, I've got this acting, this is what's going to happen, and then here's the agreement, and everything's going they call it back end and film. I call it tail end because you know because of retail. That's why then you get paid uh, like consignment. You consign your acting ability for a certain period of time. Once the returns come in, then you get your pay. See, you see, it's just the same business, just translated over, you know, clear. And that's what I did. So when I do something, it comes out. That's where we come from. It comes from Cleveland. Word is bond, meaning that. You know, people who don't have word, they are shunned. People who have word, they know they have word. They say they have word. They do what they do. As it comes out, people are seen, heard, recognized, appreciated. They appreciate it. So let's move on. Now, so this next one I'm getting ready to put out one the um, Las Vegas International Film Festival with um, females. And I, since then, broke the females up into episodes, right? So... This is episode one, and uh, it deals with a woman who is a model who wants to model, but she wants to model in a certain way, and the Crazy Deep character no longer, uh, you know, works in that particular type of artistic format, and all at the same time, there are alarm bells that go up, and it's kind of, and it is uh, based on uh, amalgamations or examples of things that you know we really experienced. It was like this: I, I once had my uh, my sister-in-law; she used to assist me up at the store, and. Some of her people came up one time, not 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 relatives, but some of her people. People mean for those who don't know what peoples means or their people, it's not relatives, it's sometimes friends, right? And so the friend came up and she had looked at the counter because my counter you can sometimes see it when you watch like when you watch situations and you watch um, females, you'll see that the counter had my work automatically go from photography to CD cover. And it would be CD cover or calendars and 
stuff and so, and then they would actually go out there. And people, I've had people who said they got out of uh, tickets with police for being on this situation. So only people who are actually in the know who actually can have experienced this situation will really know it to the way to how I experienced it and how women said they got out of uh, tickets because they saw the calendar. You're on that calendar because it went city. Matter of fact, it traveled out this way, and it preceded me before I got here. But anyway, that's a, that's a whole other story for another time. Uh, so her people came up, not relatives, not just her people, friends. And the person said, well, I want a model. I said, you do? And she pulled her shirt up. You know, she pulled her shirt up, showing her abdomen, and then my uh, sister-in-law said, I'm telling
Blog Talk Radio. We're also on Facebook, and we're also on YouTube. We are moving to expand the way people are seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated. That's what we do at Lord Mad Films. So, when you watch females, uh, the story of uh, Constance Phillips, you will see it, and, and you know, people tell me that it's, uh, you know, it's hilarious, and you know, I won the Silver Ace, Silver Ace Award from the uh, Las Vegas at the International Las Vegas Film Festival for it, so it had to be something, you know. <laughs> so what I'm getting ready to put up now is our is the uh, Lordland uh, channel, which is uh, Live Live channel, uh, Lordland Intellectual Vibe Electric channel, and uh, you can watch uh, different episodes or different episodic pieces on there. Putting it up on uh, YouTube and on Facebook right now, so that you can uh, get the link and you can go watch after this is over, right? So look, so I mean, so it's just like totally just uh, hilarious things that you see in retail. So that's why I say I don't necessarily believe, just my opinion now, just from experiencing uh, life in the public, being a person who owned his own business, owned brick-and-mortar store, uh, hip-hop music, who produced DVDs, who still produces DVDs, who has his hip-hop music on title, uh, uh, title, uh, Apple Music, uh, all, all the other platforms that has it now, who produces uh, actual physical copies. This is uh, Black Ice Chronicles back in Cleveland DVD. You can stream it on uh, lordlandfilms.com, or you can pick up the hard copy, and we'll get it out to you right away. Something tangible that you can barter with. That's the difference of today. So when we do that, we're actually uh, saying what is and what's true. You know, I'm not a BSer, but I actually do these. So look, do women go too far? Do they cross the line with men? 213943. Uh, 3358. Now, this is a uh, an analogy. This is to that as that is to this, right? Like I told you at the top of the show, for those who are just tuning in now, um, crossing the line is a term, or jumping the line is a term in film when somehow the camera jumps the line, the imaginary line, and a person is talking and they're facing this way and they're talking to someone and then uh, off screen and then when they flip to show the person that's on that they're talking to, they're somehow on the same side as them talking in the same way. That is jumping the line and that is putting, encroaching in on the other person's face. That is the... Uh, analogy here, uh, encroaching on the other person's face is jumping or crossing the line. Do women cross the line with men? 213 943 
3858. And so that's what most of the uh, Black Ice Chronicles, the early Black Ice Chronicles, uh, are about is my 15 years in retail and the different experiences that I uh, experienced with uh, the fairer sex, as they call it, right? And the fairer sex, right? Okay, so look, what I'm getting ready to put up now, this is the first test of this because, you know, we're simulcasting. And, you know, I'm probably going to bring a totally different, another new podcast show to uh, do this format where we do the call in. It's opposite. But I wanted to try it out on Crazy D uh, Talks uh, film production because why not? You know, why not? It's just a test. It's a test of the Lordland uh, program production system. This is a test. So what's coming up now, you will see that I'm populating on uh YouTube and on Facebook is the Instagram. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram and also on IGTV because uh, we have a whole nother channel going on on IGTV where we're producing separate uh, um, programming, especially for that channel. And that's really kicking off in uh, February for Black History Month. So we're doing all these things and we're expanding and actually taking it. We're not uh, playing around here at uh, Lord Land Films for 2019. 2019 is the year. So now what's next is uh, the Twitter. Twitter, we're getting ready to put that up so that you can uh, follow us on t- Twitter. Um, when you go back and um, watch uh, all this, you can go back and watch as we put the tr- Twitter and all that up. Okay, so after I finished the uh, meeting with the famous uh, pimp, you know, and I took in his product, unlike what the story was, there was not an agreement with the uh, pimp in the story, but it was an, it was definitely an agreement with the uh, famous champion I sold his uh, product and things. And then from there, uh, rest in peace, champion um, across America. I can't really think of the other name. Uh, he called and I took it in. And all this really started from being in the Source magazine in 99. Anyone who still who holds on to Source magazines, you'll see the Cleveland edition. And though we were not the only ones um, interviewed, my crew at the time were actually pictured, not only in my store, but the crew, the rap crew at the time, because I always believed in telling people, be prepared, have your bio, have your demos, but actually, I never said demos, I always said finished product, uh, shrink wrap, ready to go, and we actually had the poly wrap. When the poly wrap first came out with the cigar pull, we had that, and so when we took it, um, he put us in the magazine, and we had not only talking about the store, but also talking about each individual member in the rap group itself, and we were and how this actually happened. This is what's going on. This is what's going on, and people who were there where we did this shit. So we can talk. Oh, excuse me. We're supposed to stay clean. We did this shit. Now, 
there's a problem people with people who are the same age as someone else and someone else is doing something big and the person it all has to do with low self esteem. Haterism has to do with being uh, having low self esteem. You know what I mean? I've had people in the past, I've had one particular DJ at the time, which I don't even think is still in the game. But I had one DJ tell me that if he owned the store, that he would only be selling his product. But I said, hmm, being that I had a, a background in pushing carts and cruel and demeaning toilet bowl cleaning, we'll get on that story another time. Uh, I said, well, I see the many national products and I see the company product, and I see the bulk generic, right? And I said, well, I'm going to sell everybody, and I sold everyone's uh, product. I didn't just sell mine, so that doesn't make sense, right? So what you will find is people who are the same age will often, now this is some game now, so you should suck this up and take this in, and this is true indeed. There are people who are the same age who will purposefully not work with the person that's the same age that's doing something that's popping. They will go on and try to work with people who are in another generation of people, right, which there's nothing wrong with that because I've worked with everybody, myself. But they will purposely do and they will purposely try to steer away from you business. Right? And we're going to get on those stories because you know, I got millions of stories to tell. This is going to be very interesting, this crazy detox uh, film production. But there were promo crews that would go around. And because they were the same age as me and they were doing street promotion, they wouldn't necessarily want to bring the artist around or people around. So this is true indeed, man. This so I had the only bona fide hip-hop commercial airing on Cox Cable and on NBC, well, WKYC, late night. I had it late night, but I had it in rotator around, uh, around the surrounding areas of where my store was. It, it, it ran, and it ran. What's the store name? You know, it's CDMP with the address 20,003 on Harvard. So it was a real, you know, it's a, you know, a bona fide hip-hop commercial. And you can see it on YouTube if you search what's the store name, Crazy D, and then you can see it, right? Let me post it next time we come on. So it's a bona fide hip-hop commercial. And this is going on, right? So the dude from the source, the writer, saw the commercial playing in his hotel room. He saw the commercial playing in his hotel room. Finger to those that try to stop progress because he was a hustler here. But anyway, finger to you. I didn't want to tell. But anyway, listen, I can talk it now because I'm not in the retail game anymore. Finger to you. But anyway, listen. He saw it playing on the uh, – he saw it playing on – in, in his hotel room, it was playing. I had it playing everywhere. You know, the ability to be everywhere, when I tell you that 
it, it, having this marketing mastering or not marketing mastering music and then the marketing and promotion of getting it out there. That's what I did for 15 years. That's what I did. Okay, so look. He saw it playing on his. Uh, so you should have seen that face. So he saw it playing in his hotel room. And he calls me on the phone. Now, I didn't even know it did now the street team to come by and put posters up and everything. And we get on that the poster support job. But anyway, look, look. So he called and said, I saw your commercial. And they didn't have you on the retail run. But we're coming over to your thing. How about, I said, well, why don't you come around 310? And then, you know, I have all everybody here. You know, you can see the rappers and everything else, right? So he comes through because he had said he was on the retail run, but he, he, I wasn't on the retail run list, but he saw my commercial when he was coming. You want to know why? Because it was bona fide, true, real hip-hop music from out of Cleveland, Ohio. That's right. And you can see that video. What's the story? And you know, it's CDMP. What's the address? 2003 on Harvard Ave. That was my hook. I wrote the hook. But anyway, so I'm going to say this again. So you know, he thought coming through his hotel, me in your home. But anyway, look. So he came through, and I had all the people ready, and I had to bio packages, and I had the two CDs that we had out at that point. We were working on a third, polywrapped, fully packaged, jewel case, not one case, jewel case, competing with the national. Handed it to him. He took the pictures. He uh, put it up. And the magazine came out that November uh, 1999. One cover has Q-tip, uh, Feral Munch and Most Deaf on it, and then the other green cover has something else. But you can research that, and you'll see the Cleveland in there. And again, though not the only ones interviewed, we are the ones that are covered as far as showing the store and showing the artist and having a write-up separate within the same, within two paragraphs or three paragraphs, talking about the store, then talking about the label, and talking about the artist. Why? Because we were prepared. And that's what we can say most definitely. So me, I believe in preparation meets opportunity. And you're prepared and you fully have it all down. You are ready, my man. You are ready to shine and do your thing. And so that's what I'll say to that. And there's no no other way around it. And so when it came to when it comes to how I deal with and respect women, because I want, want this to be known, that I respect women, so I do not look at you as uh, pieces of meat, and I would hope that you would treat me with respect that if I say high five, you take no offense to me doing high five, and you just do high five. So do women cross the line with men? From my experience, I would have to say yes. This is just my opinion. I mean, you know, everyone has opinions, but I have experienced this life long enough to know 
that that's uh, what's uh, really happening out there. And that's why, like I said before, I don't have any sympathy for the young girls that grow up to be uh, the fast young girls who grow up to be fast young women. I don't, I don't have any um, remorse for that because their parents should have been on it. Their grandparents should have been on it. Their guardians should have been on it. They should have said, you don't need it that bad. You need it that bad. You don't need it that bad. And I, as your parent, who may have had dreams of singing too, I don't need it that bad to just throw you out there to the wolves, throw you out there to a grown man. Because that's actually what it is. And that is why they're not, to me, in my opinion, just looking at it, they're not getting traction because no matter what the powers that be, the powers that be should put out their own their documentaries about their own people, the pedophiles the, the, in Hollywood is messing with the uh, little boys. And, and they should put documentaries out about that and not worry about what's going on in uh, the black community because while they're taking down people who are in the black community who are a power base, other, the others are getting their charges dropped left and right. So they should move on and really deal with our people because there are organizations that deal with people to say, we've got to stop this shit. I mean, that's just the way it is. So they should move on from us. So that's why there's no sympathy because you've always known the fast girls. You've always known fast girls. Then there are people who are good. All black women are not didn't start out fast girls. They grow into fast women. There are different types. But what they show you in the media and what people are arguing against is showing just this one side of fast girls that grew up into fast women. All black women are not that the same. They're not the same. So, but. For those who are fast, why why these documentaries are not getting traction is because the people who are real are actually saying fast girls grow up into fast women. I'm, I'm, I'm holding up because actually there's another word, but I'm not going to say that word because, you know, they're cutting down, you know, they want to keep it decent. But fast girls become fast women, and they cross the line with men. You know, just my opinion on it. That's what it is. And so you'll see those different uh, situations and um, uh, females, which I won the uh, Las Vegas International Film Festival for. And, uh, you know, I have The Shifter. So all of that is up for you to watch. The Shifter, I won the French Fest. So, people, as we close out this first test of uh, Crazy D. Uh, talks uh, film production on uh, Blog Talk Radio. We're going to uh, be uh, advancing with Blog Talk Radio with other talk shows. Uh, we have um, the film review on there right now. You can go in there and check out the uh, backlogs of that. It's called The Film Review. Go blogtalk.com forward slash The Film Review and more. And then, you know, I just showed you all the different links that we have on the other things. So we're just expanding. 
to get people seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated. There is no platform that is created at this moment that gets people seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated, uh, bringing it in right here, what we're doing right now. There's no platform that is multi-platformed like what we're doing. None. You know, and, you know, I'm cool with everybody. I don't compete with my people. I compete with the media. That's what I compete with. I say that off top. Anyone who wants to compete with their own people, they are insane. And that's why they call me crazy because I am opposite of insanity. And those who practice insanity, when they see someone else that is not practicing insanity, they call them crazy, crazy dudes. So that, that's what's up. So remember, this has been brought to you by hard copy people, uh, the Black Eyes Chronicles, uh, back in Cleveland DVD, available on stream on lordlandfilms.com. And also you can purchase the hard copies. We'll get it right out to you. We have the um, T-shirt for the film review. You see that right here. Let me bring that up. This is the uh, gray and white coming out soon, but we have the black and white now ready to uh, ship out to you for the donation. And, uh, you know, you know, help us to continue to push this. And so the more we're able to push, the more we're able to get people seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated. Because later for the discovery dream. Because if you're going to sit up and think that you're going to be discovered, you know what I'm saying, there's a certain amount of people to go to the NBA, a certain amount of people to go to the NFL, a certain amount of people to go to any of the other sports, a certain amount of people to get into the rap game or the movie game, or et cetera, et cetera, on that high level. But then there's a whole other group of people like Oscar Show, that produce, that make films, that get people seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated, and get them closer to their goals. And that's what we do here at LordLandFilms.com. So this has been a LordLandFilms.com presentation. Crazy D talks film production, crossing the line. Make sure, let me post this one more time so that you go. The uh, second episode of uh, Lord Land Films, How To, Episode 2, where we talk about uh, jumping and crossing the line, is uh, now available to watch, you know, get this for any filmmaker and aspiring filmmakers. These are great tutorial lessons that I put together in uh, five minutes or less to tell this and what you're going to learn, you may go to school and spend thousands and thousands of dollars to learn this, and I put this down in a nutshell for you and let you see how easy it is to produce, well, it's never easy, because it's a lot of work put into it, but to make it look easy and produce a quality product that competes with what's going on in Hollywood, all right? We're about to wrap up this Great, people. This has been great. This is the first live stream for uh, Crazy D Talks uh, film production on YouTube. One shout out to the people that are watching, and one shout out to the people.
Facebook who chimed in. I want to talk, uh, call out and shout out to the people who were uh, watching and who called up on, or who were listening and who called up on Blog Talk Radio and lock that number in, 213 943 3358. That's 213 943 3358. As we electrify this, baby, Lloyd Land, intellectual vibe, electric, as we electrify this for 2019, taking it into 2020, you have to be self sufficient. You have to do this because they want to get rid of Social Security. They've been working on it. And they may be successful at it. So meanwhile, you have to be successful in producing things. So when you see someone out there that can uh, do something for you, not put you on, because I don't believe in putting people on. You've got to put the work in and then push right alongside myself because everything, when I push, I'm pushing you. So that's the same. You should push and push me and push yourself and do all that. So that's that's what this is all about. So in closing, again, this has been Crazy Deep Talks, uh, film production, how not to cross or jump the line and impede in a man's space is what this is about. And the lesson on uh, Lord Land Films how-to series is about jumping the line in film and instead of making it correct uh and correcting the problem when you do jump the line. So that's it. Uh, we're going to wrap up now. This has been great. Uh, this has been great. Again, thanks to the callers. That, you know, this is the first time that we use um, Blog Talk in a long time. We have other shows that started. I had this platform since 2007. You know, I just let it lay dormant until I was ready. And, you know, this is the first time that we pushed right here on uh, YouTube Live, of course, Facebook Live, we do it. And, of course, we do uh, Franklin G's uh, Like It Is Radio every Friday at 10 a.m. on Facebook Live on Crazon Dion. So tune in for that every Friday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Fridays where he speaks to people. It's Intelligent Talk Radio. So we are out. This has been great. This has been robust. I've got a million stories to uh, account, reaccount, you know what I mean? And uh, so I've got a million stories to do that and to account and tell within these things. And we're going to do it because, like I said, I, I, I have so many stories. I don't even have enough uh, actors to tell, uh, uh, tell the story. There are scripts stacked up to the tie. You know, not enough actors to tell the story. So, you know, we might as well tell the stories here and then turn them into some animation. All right, so people, we are out. I will see you next time. This has been Crazy D Talk Production Crossing the Line. Uh, ending. Ending. All right, people on Blog Talk, we'd like to thank you. I just finished wrapping up with uh, Facebook and Instagram Live, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in and listening to this test of uh, of the system. You know what I mean? So we are out, and I'm just going to try this on the way out and see how this sounds. This is actually advertising for the uh, film review, but I might as well go ahead and out.
outro is for the girl said this was produced by Lord Man Films. So let's see how this does. The film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind, brought to you by LordLandFilms.com, the host, Crazy D and Tracy Dion. All music heard on the film review, available on iTunes, Apple Music, live stream recording and audio, Crazy Dion. Research on topics, Tracy Dion. The film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind, all rights reserved. LordLandFilms.com, copyright 2019. Here's the thing about new cherry vanilla Coke. Though cherries named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been vanilla cherry Coke, or it could have been Coke cherry vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke vanilla cherry Coke or cherry vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. 